This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, welcome everyone. So um, today, tonight, we're going to discuss something that's very, very vital, and one of one of one of the mitzvot where where the Rambam holds that you have to be very careful from in life. You have to be able to make kiddush Hashem. In life, you have to understand, you'll see people in life where they'll lose money in order to make Kiddush Hashem. You understand? You, you, you hear what's going on? I'll give you an example. There's a story that Gemara says, Shimon ben Chetach. What happened with Shimon ben Chetach? He told, he, he, his Talmidim got him a donkey, and on the donkey they found a very precious jewel that was worth millions. And he says to his Talmidim, I want you, my Talmidim, to give back the donkey to the, to, to, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the Arab. Says, to the Skoy. So he says, wait, but technically speaking, it's going back and forth. He says, I don't care, make sure. And he did it. And when he did it, the guy himself praised him to no end. Wow, the Jewish God, the Jewish God is the true God because why? And he keeps on praising them and praising them and praising them. Why? Because they did what's right. You know, a lot of times in social media or things like that, they're focusing how is the, 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 the Jewish person going to act. Why? Because even them, they have the chosen people. Who's the chosen people? Hashem Rechavanu. They know, they, they technically know, you know, the Hashem the, the Rechavanu, where, where, they, where, they, where they're looking at us, eyes are looking at us, right? They're looking. How does a Jew act? And therefore, being that that's the case, you, you have to act to par even greater than what you think is expected of you. You understand? And the greater person you are in the, in the Jewish world, in, in a sense, the more you have to act towards that. Right? So, now that being said, this can answer this very big question. Why? There's a very big question that's asked. Hashem tells Moshe, tell them that there's going to be Makat Bechorot. What time is going to be Makat Bechorot? Hatsot. Midnight, there's going to be a Makat Bechorot. But, if you look in the Torah, the Torah, when Moshe Rabbeinu tells, but oh, by the way, uh, we're going out, like around, around Hatsot. Around midnight we're getting out. So one second. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu change it from what Hashem said? Hashem said, what? I'm taking them out when Hatsot. Hashem knows what Hatsot is. What did he do? He switches it. What did he switch today? What did he say? Huh? Kahatzot. Why do you do that? I want to read you Rashi. Rashi says, very simple. Rashi says on that pasuk, he says, Amar Moshe, kahatzot. Why? Mashma samuklo ola fanav ola harav. It's not exactly midnight. It's around midnight. But Hashem, if he says midnight, it's really midnight. However, velo amad. Behatzot. He didn't say hatzot. Why? Maybe the astrologers are going to say, "Wait, oh, it's not exactly hatzot. Oh, it's uh, it's two minutes off." Meanwhile, it is hatzot. It is. 
But they'll say in their mind, because they don't know exactly what it is. You understand, back in the day, they didn't have clocks. Nowadays, exactly, you have the atomic clock, exactly the 12 o'clock, boom, that's what it is. Back in the day, they didn't have that. What do you think? Clock is a new invention. What do you think? Now everybody has a clock. Now everybody has a clock. Right? But what? By Moshe Rabbeinu's time, there was no clocks. How'd they figure all these things out? They looked through the astrology, and if the, if the stars are like this, it's 12 o'clock, midnight. So therefore, what happens, therefore what happens is, so they'll, they'll, they'll calculate it, and it'll be, let's say, 12.01, and not exactly midnight, and they say, ah, it's off. And because of that, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want that to happen, so he changed what Hashem told him, to say, oh, it's like that's off. Uh, who cares about these astrologers? Who cares what they think? How many astrologers they possibly had? And because of these people, where we're worried, who cares about them? Can you answer me? Who cares about them? What's the answer? It's a, it's, a, it's a very solid question. What's the answer? The answer is a simple answer. The answer is, really, there's a mitzvah called but not to make a Hidul Hashem. Not to... Anything that you do that's going to dishonor God, automatically you should just know you're going in the boundaries, you're starting in the boundaries of Hidul Hashem. Anything, again, anything, remember this rule. Anything that you're going to do in life that is going to seem a little bit of dishonoring God, you have to know you're going in the Gedar of Hidul Hashem. There is a Rashi in Shas that says, that what's a Hilul Hashem? Where people are going to learn from you your ways. If you did something bad, let's say, people are going to learn from you. That, 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 that's Rashi's Hilul Hashem. There's a lot of different aspects to it. But that's Rashi. I remember seeing it. So one second. Let me finish. Let me finish, please. So therefore, the Gedra Hilul Hashem is, if you're going to do something in your life that's going to go and degrade the honor of God, even in iota, even a little bit, don't do it. Don't even come close to it. You know, there's a story about Hillel. And they made a bet. You know, Bet Shammai, Bet Hillel. They made a Hillel. They said, Hillel. He says, let's see. They made a thing. Let's see. I'll give you, it was back in the day. How much is a salary? Let's say $300,000. No joke. That, that's the, they did a figuration. Let's say around three hundred grand. $300,000. I'll give you $300,000. If you can get Hillel angry. Good deal? Would you take the deal? Yes or no? Okay, I'll try it. Imagine, they give you $300,000, make him angry. Make the rabbi angry. Get him upset. So, okay. The guy takes the 300 grand. He's excited. Wait, you're going to really give it to me? I'll give it to you. Star, star. Contract, contract. Shake, shake. No problem. Now they go to Hillel. He comes to Hillel as a king. And he goes and he knocks on the door. He says, oh, why do these people have eyes like this? And he points, like, eyes like this. Why do they have eyes like that? You know, some people have eyes like this. Why do they have eyes like that? And, and at that time, he made sure that Hillel was in the shower, so therefore he had to get dressed. He's emergency, emergency. Oh, what's going on? What? This is the emergency. I'm in the shower. You tell me this. Like, come on, get out of here. What would you do? 
Elijah, guys, got emergency, emergency. You pick up, oh, by the way, can you pick up some French fries for me? That's an emergency! <laughs> like, what are you doing? Elijah, I'm busy, I'm busy. You text me, I'm busy, I'm busy. No, it's important, you have to answer me right now, it's an emergency. SOS! <laughs> 911! <laughs> he texts you, like, oh my goodness, you're flipping out. You got me so nervous. What happened? What happened? Oh, I forgot my uh, side of the garlic mayo sauce. Can you pick it up for me? <laughs> what? Come on. Come on. Now, Yilel. Is, uh, is, is in the, is, 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 is this, he's busy doing it, and all of a sudden you have this guy knocked on his door, by the way, can you, why, why, why do people have eyes like this? And then, he answered him calmly, very calmly, okay, next. He waited five minutes later until the little got back in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the shower, he knocks again, hey, what happened, emergency, what, what happened? Why do these people have flat feet? And he gives them a whole bone because this, because that, because that. He waited the third time. Went to the went to the shower, come back. What happened? Why do these people have a, a, a bald, flat head? It's like, so he starts answering him calmly. The third time though, the guy slipped out. You know, you're not right. The guy got angry. You know, you're not right. He said, what? You made me lose $300,000. You made me lose. I was like, what? What do you mean? No, it was a big number. It was a big number. It was a big amount of money. You made me lose this amount of money. So he says, Hillel says, it's worth it. For, for me, he's talking about Hillel. It's worth Hillel to lose. Basically, Hillel was saying, worth it for a person to lose two years of salary for me not to get angry once. Imagine. Go tell this to somebody. Yeah, Go tell us. By the way, two years of salary. Imagine I tell you right now, it's worth it to lose. You say something. Why? You know why? Because hospice shalom, that could cause a degrading of Hashem. What? The rabbi gets angry. What? Ah, is there, ah, yeah, yeah, it could be. And the more, uh, the more you looked upon, the more you have to act to, to par. You might say, what do you mean? He could do, what can I do? What's the difference? No, there's a big difference. Because the way they look at you is not the same way they look at other people. You understand? That's a very big difference. And therefore, what it's, what, 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 what we're saying is, the reason why he left, didn't want to get angry, of course, because he didn't want to get angry, because wrong thing to get angry. But also because, you know, it could cause the hospital to greater with Hashem. I don't care. Doesn't make a difference. That's what's going on. Moshe Rabbeinu, over here, he says, look, if they're gonna make fun of Hashem, say, oh, he's wrong, Hashem is wrong, look, he said midnight, it's not midnight. I better make sure I'll change my words and say around midnight so they don't say that about Hashem. That's what they did. Because they did. Moshe didn't want them to have even an opening to make sure they maybe, maybe disregard the honor of God. And therefore, he switches it up. He says, I won't even let it happen. I won't even let it happen. So he says, wait, let me think. He thought everything through. Wait this, wait that, wait that, wait that. Oh, I gotta say it like that. You understand? You know, the Gemara in Meseh Hagiga, I'll leave it up to Kadash, which Gemara, which page is in. So it says, when Hashem was going to conquer uh, B'nai Israel through the Nebuchadnezzar. You know which page that is? Which page? Very nice. This guy's on the money. 
Very nice. Yigil is correct. Yigil is correct. If you look over there, it says that when Nebuchadnezzar was going to conquer B'nai Israel, they were going ahead and they were conquering B'nai Israel. Meaning to say, the bad guys were coming in the, 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 to destroy Klai Israel. So it says over there that Hashem and Shemayim it made a big, big ruckus. Like, 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 like it showed the power of Nebuchadnezzar was like, whoa! He's saying, why did Hashem give them so much power? Give me the Gemara, I want to read it to them. Why did Hashem give me so much power? And what does the Gemara say? So people won't have a degradation of saying, oh, Hashem uh, let the nation of, 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 of his own nation get destroyed by somebody so, 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 you have it over there or no? It's over there, show me. It's over there, I have it over there. All right, give it to me, please. You go on bed, please. I'll show it to you quickly. Quickly, give it to me quickly, please. You have it on the page? Very good. Here, look what it says over here. It says over here, From the north came, Says a big ruckus was in Shamayim. What? What's going on? Where are they going? So it says, Shalach lichboshet kolam kulotar nebuhanetzar arasha. He was chosen nebuhanetzar to what? To conquer the world, and he made him like looked in 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 the in the in the, in the, in the heavens in that that area very powerful. Why did he give so much power? Why? He says, so the nations of the world shouldn't say, oh look, look, look at the, it shouldn't be a degradation for Kla Yisrael. So even Hashem himself has the kavod and the dignity for Bnei Yisrael. It goes vice versa. We have the dignity of God and Hashem goes vice versa, and He has the dignity for us. He says, look, I can't just throw them under the bus like that, even though they deserve a punishment, I can't just, I'll make sure that I'll, I'll give them, so. I'll, I'll make it the world so much power, so it doesn't become Hilu Hashem. And that's what it says. Why? Because Hashem Himself has the kavod of Bnei Yisrael. He says, listen, I don't want, even though they're going to get destroyed because they had sin, because they got destroyed, I don't want it to make, I don't want it to look like it was a small nation that conquered them. I'll give them a lot, a lot of power to show that what? It was a very big nation, so therefore it doesn't look like degradation for Bnei Sail. So it goes vice versa. Hashem cares about our dignity also. Hashem cares about our honor, our kavod also. And therefore one of the things that we got saved, if you look, one of the things that we got saved, how do we get saved? Everybody knows. That what? Even though we were on the, look, it says, even though we were on the lowest level of the Tumah, but one thing that we got saved. We didn't go to the rock bottom. What does that mean, rock bottom? We still, in a way, we had the same names, same clothing, right? Three things, right? The same clothing, the language, we, we, we had that. Hashem says, look, you have that, that's enough to have a foundation that you could rebuild. I'm not giving up, and I'm going to save you. And and you should just know, we we, we flourish with that. We, wow, wow, Hashem, just a little bit, that's what I'm saying, a person in life, he has to understand. We were just learning today. It says in the Pirkei Avot, Hachek mishachen ra, va'at t'chaber l'arasha, va'at t'yesh min 
What does that mean? Harchek Mishachen means distance yourself from a bad neighbor. So, very good. You can distance yourself. When you're buying a house, make sure, or you're renting a house, make sure you don't live next to a bad neighbor. Very good. But what's the problem? Now the neighbor moved next door to you. Now what are you going to do? So one way is sell your house. Oh, but until then, what are you going to do? So you have a bad neighbor. All right, what are you going to do now? Until you sell your house, what are you going to do? So the Mishnah says, Fine, you remember next to you? Don't even, don't even, don't even come close. Don't even come to the Rasha. So what's the next thing? What does that mean? Don't give up. Meaning, if you feel that you did get influence, don't give up. Don't say, I cannot do it. No, 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 don't say that. Continue what you're doing, and you'll be able to succeed. Look at B'nai Israel. They were on the lowest level, and look what happened to them. 49 days later, they got the Torah. 49 days later, you know how pure they became? From the time they got out of Egypt, from years and years, hundreds of hundreds of years, living in the most Tum'ah, 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 and then after that, getting out, and just, how long did it take them to get to the highest level? How long? 49 days. Do you understand the, the, the power that Hashem gave us? Think about it for a second. We're in Egypt for over hundreds of hundreds of years. We're in the most Tum'ah, 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 Tum'ah. We're in the depth of the Tum'ah, the depth of the impurity. And then Hashem takes us out. And then 49 days later, one, two, third, you can't anything. We got to the highest level so high that we're able to receive the Torah. So therefore, Hashem says, look, you have to make sure one thing. Don't desecrate my name. And whatever you're going to have to do in order to make sure, make sure you don't desecrate my name. And look, I'll tell you. You know, we have the Bechor. Before the Levi'im were doing the Avodah in the Beit HaMikdash, who was doing the Avodah? Who was the main person doing the Avodah? We all know. It was the Bechor. But you need a scoot. Everything in life, you need a scoot for. That, 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 that we know already. Right? You know, I'll give you an example. Aviel, if you look at Shmuel, right? Shmuel, it says, do me a favor, Shlomi, give me my uh, Shmuel Aleph over there, I want to read it to you. The, when, when the king of Shaul, Shaul HaMelech, careful please, see if it's still going. Alright? When, when Shaul HaMelech, right, is being inaugurated as king, good? It says who his grandfather is. Who was his grandfather? It says Aviel. But there's another place where they say his grandfather is what? Ned. Candle. So what's, what's his name? Is his name Aviel? Or is his name Ned? Which one? So Magad concludes, no, it's really Aviel. So why do you call him Ned? The reason is, is because he would always light up the streets for the people that needed light. Back then, they didn't have electric in the outside. But, if they had, you have the Shmuel over there? Oh. So it says over here, look at, look at Shmuel right over here. I'll read it to you. When, what, what's the inauguration of the, of being king? What does he say as as king over here? That Perik Perik This is the beginning of uh, of uh, Shaul's kingship. He says, "Vayish mi bnei mi bnei mi bnei yamin ushmo kish ben Aviel." 
So he says, wait, 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 what's going on? His name is Ned, not Aviel. So why are you saying Aviel? They're inaugurating king. The first, this is the pedictet when they're starting to be crowning, about, we're introducing you to the king, Shaul. And what does it say? It says Aviel, but his name is Ned. Because again, like I said, Ned was, no, his name was Aviel. So why did they call him Ned? Because he helped the people out. He helped the public out. People didn't have lights outside. He went ahead and he put lights outside so people can see. He lit up candles so people can see. Hashem says, you did a hesed by helping out the people. You helped out the rabim. You helped out the masses. Guess what? I'll give you a grandson that's going to help out the masses and he will be king. Because you need a scoot. That's just happened out of nowhere. Oh, something happened like that. Say, why, why, why is he, why do you get this? Why do you get that? You know what scoot he had? Yeah, you don't, you have no clue. Of course, you can make your own scoot. Of course, you can make your own scoot. But in general, you, you, you need a scoot to, to, I told you, you need a scoot to give charity. You need a charity? You need a scoot to give charity. You need a scoot to come to shul. You need a scoot to go, go learn. learn. You know, I'll never forget. There was one time in the Beit Midrash, and uh, and, I, and I was. Uh, I, I, they said, "Did you say the Modani at the end?" Modim anam lach shesam nakim shemulash. So, so I said, Where, "Where's the Modim?" So the halacha says, "This is Gemara in Kafchet Mutbet in Mesech Berachot." It says over there that if you leave the Beit Midrash, you have to say the following. What's the following? That you put my chelik in the Beit Midrash. So, so, so it's saying, you think Hashem, that you put me in the Beit Midrash. So I say to yourself, what are you doing? Think Hashem, you put me in the Beit Midrash. I walked, I walked here. I came to the Beit Midrash. What does that mean? No, no, no. Even if you went and you learned Torah, you need a school to learn Torah. You have to have a scoot. It's, it's a scoot to learn Torah. What do you think? It's a, it's a joke. You know how many things can go wrong until you get to the Beit Midrash? You have to thank Hashem for the mitzvot that you do. It's you. You do your best. And the conclusion of it is That's what it is. So again, you need a scoot. So what scoot did the Bechor have that they were able to do the Abodah and the Beit Midrash and they, and, and they were the ones? Levim we know because the Levim never sinned in the Hadaeg. So therefore, they took over in the Avodah of the Beit Hamikdash. They took over the Bechor. But what who did the Bechor get that he was able to be serving in the Beit Hamikdash? You know what the answer is. The answer is that this is Chokhmah Musar brings it down. He says, when did they get this chut? It says Kadesh Liko Bechor. When was that Kadesh Liko Bechor? Make them holy. It says, after Makat Bechorot, there was the mitzvah of Pidyon Ben, there's the mitzvah of, 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 of what, what happened. It says, through the Bechor, who died that night in, in, in Makat Bechorot? Only what? Only the Bechor, the firstborns of the Egyptians and not the Jewish people. What did they do when they wake up the next morning? They say, wow, this is, this is insane. This is insane. Every firstborn died from the Egyptians and not one firstborn died from the Jewish people. It caused a sanctification of Hashem's name. It caused the Kiddush Hashem. So even though the Kiddush is like this, even though passively, passively it came to them, a Kiddush Hashem, Hashem says, I'm picking you now to serve in the Beit HaMikdash. 
Even though it was passive, they didn't do active. So imagine if you actively do Kiddush Hashem, how much more so? How much more so? Hashem says, wow, you did a Kiddush Hashem. Wow. Look at Haman. They say Haman's grandkids, what is it brought down? They're learning Torah and Ben Ebrak. What school did Haman have? What are you talking about? And the Gemara says, the ring, with the ring of, of, of Hashpirot, Haman did basically the decree. The, the older Nevi'im couldn't do. What? They all, they, it caused them to make Juvah. It caused them to do that. So Hashem gave him a school to his grandkids to have that. Could you believe such a thing? It was a passive, it was a passive Kiddush Hashem. So therefore they get rewarded for that? How could that even be? Passive. I'm talking about Padavid active. So imagine if you're actively going ahead and doing Kiddush Hashem, how much greater that would be? How much greater that would be? And therefore, a person has to understand something. In life, you know, they have always like a question, should I do that? When you make, when you make that, there's a story in our community. Everybody knows the story, but I'll tell you really quickly. Everybody knows the story. But there was a very wealthy man in our community. Right? What happened? He lives, he lives nearby. What happened? When he first bought his house, he, it was many years ago. He bought his house and he looked up and he saw there was a, uh, there was a, um, uh, basically like I would say a box uh, that they didn't know what it was. They opened it up, they saw that it was like cash, a hundred thousand dollars. By the way, when I first bought my house, I, I was going to the attic, I saw a thing, I was like, oh, this must be it, and I'm going, I didn't find nothing. <laughs> I remember that. I'm never forget that. If you come now on my third floor, you'll see. I was like, wait, there's a closet. Wait, I pushed the closet. What? There's a door in the back of the closet. It's like a hidden door. This must be here. I'm going to see. Is there any boxes? Any jewelry? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Zero. Zero. So, so the story goes, the story goes that, that, uh, he, he the story goes that he, uh, he found his box. He went to Moshe Feinstein. And he asked Moshe Feinstein, is he chayav to give it back? He bought it from, well, he bought it from, since the situation is like this, like that, you don't. But, if you want to make a Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name, and letting the people know who, how great the Jewish people and honest the Jewish people are, I can guarantee you this is going to be greater than all, the, all, the, all this money. He gave it back and he became one of the wealthiest guys in the community. Wealthiest guys in the world. How's that? It's a true story. Because when you go ahead and you say, Hashem, I want your name to be blessed. I want people to say, wow, look at the Jewish people. They're the greatest people. There's nobody like them. Nobody can compare to them. They're so pure. They're so holy. They're so giving and they're so kind. You're uplifting God's name. Hashem says, you did that for me. Yeah, God doesn't need you to do that. But if you did that, guess what? I'll give you, I'll give you the world. I'll give you the world. But it works vice versa. It works vice versa. If heaven forbid a person does Hilul Hashem, it works vice versa. It says, you how much you need, just make Hilul Hashem. If you're going to go ahead and you're going to act like who knows what, and people are going to see like, this is what we look up to. This is the, the epitome of wow. And this is the way you're acting. If that's the case, Hashem says, look, you're taking my name down. We, you have to know, we represent Hashem's name. We're His children. So we represent that. And therefore, in every way, way in the form, 
We have to act to, to, to that. You know what I'm saying? People are seeing us when you drive. How do you drive? The guy says, whoa. Sometimes it's okay. You know, let the guy cut you off. It's okay. I know it's hard. Trust me, I know it's hard. You know, he's going, stuck in traffic, and he sees the guy all the way. He cuts you off. This guy's not cutting me. Let him go. It's okay. It's okay. And even though he doesn't acknowledge you, Hashem is acknowledging you. Hashem sees what you did. Hashem, I tried. And he didn't look in your window to see if you're Jewish or not. He didn't look. He just went like this. Oh, I didn't get a Kiddush Hashem. You did. Because Hashem knows that you want to make a Kiddush Hashem. So even though nobody knows, and even though nobody saw you, Hashem saw you. Hashem said, oh, I see you are trying to make a Kiddush Hashem out of my name. Beautiful. You're going to get rewarded for that. You're gonna get, but, but nobody saw me. It doesn't make a difference. You're going to get rewarded for that. You're going to get rewarded for that. And Kiddush Hashem is also, I want to tell you something, is every, every little aspect in life, the way we act, to par. To par. I believe it was Rabbi Miller even, like that said once, about if a person on a, on a subway and he sees a person in Glyny, and, 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 he, and he gives something to the guy. Right? He would say, he would say, like, he's going to make a big loud noise when, he, when he's putting it in the push, when he's he, he putting it in his box. Ooh. And people look around, ooh. These Jewish people are, are, are very kind people. They're very good givers. Ooh. You know? For whatever it costs, for that little bit, but at least you're causing that name to be great. You know? And you know there's jokes all around like what they, what they speak about, but at the end of the day, at least you know that the people are great. The people are nice. The people are giving. The people, and, but by the way, we are. In our make, we are. You know, it says, When is my deeds going to be like Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov? You can make your deeds like Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. How can we even compare to the deeds of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov? You know what the answer is? The answer is, if when you know that our genes, in the gene, is from Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, it's in the gene. It's like, let's say for example, your, your father has blue eyes, your, your mother has blue eyes, you're gonna have blue eyes. Your, your grandparents both have blue eyes, your great grandparents have blue eyes, and you have blue eyes, you're gonna have blue eyes. Abraham had the best midot, Isaac had the best, and Yaakov had the best, automatically in us, we already have it. And when you know that, you know automatically, you're able to do mekadshe shemecha. Yisrael mekadshe shemecha. That's what it says by the Minhan of Shabbat. Yisrael mekadshe shemecha. They mekadshe shem shamayim. They mekadshe shemcha. And that's exactly what Moshe is teaching us right now. Hashem told him, speak to Moshe. Hashem told Moshe, tell them midnight. It's no problem. It says around midnight. Why? Because he didn't want a degradation of Hashem's name. Not even a little bit. And when we understand that, we act differently. When we understand that, we act totally differently. I, I can't act like that. Why not? Because I'm representing, I have a badge on me, Yud Kevavke, Hashem's looking at me. Hashem's looking at me to see how I'm going to act. And through that, I'm uplifting His name. That's what it is. Imagine, I'll tell you, imagine the best, best solution. Imagine you have a, a, a person that's a well-known guy. A well-known guy, whoever it is, whoever you're thinking of, well-known, this person's a well-known person. And all of a sudden, you know that your father is well-known. You know. And you're a young guy, but you know your father's a well-known guy. Now you walk in to somewhere. They say, wow, your father, so-and-so, he was a legend. Now how are you gonna, how are you gonna, how are you gonna feel? You're gonna feel, oh man, I have to live up to that, I have to live up to legend. You know, I have to, I'm representing my father. Are you like your father? They want to say, are you like your father? You ever meet somebody that you didn't see in like 20 years, and then all of a sudden you meet his son? Oh, I didn't know you have a son this age, and he's just like acting. I know, I know your father's very special. Are you special as him? And then you're just like looking at him. How is he acting and this, that, that. What happened? Why are you doing that? Because you want to see, like, this is what it is. 
the, the people, the world knows that, that, that Hashem's our Father. It says, wait, are they, are they like acting like godly? Are they? Are they, are they, are they acting godly? Are they? Let me see. And therefore you're gonna get tested a lot. A lot you're gonna get tested in this aspect. If you wanna grow in it, Hashem will give you opportunities to grow in it a lot. For example, uh, let's say for example, all of a sudden you, you, uh, you have a business opportunity over here and you could do that and you say, no, no, let me, let, let, let me, let me show you my Kiddush Hashem that I'm giving right now. Wow. Or a different example, oh, parking, you know, okay, no problem, it's very hard by the way, parking, you know, hey, no problem, no problem, wow. Or you're in a barber shop and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in the, my person was in that barber shop, it's, a, it's an old, it was this thing, there was an old man that walked in, now this is my appointment right, right there, my appointment was the, the next, and an old man walked in, and I said, sir, take my, you can take my spot, please don't wait. He was flipping out. His aide that was whipping was flipping out. He's like, "Wow, can't believe it! Look, look, what what I do?" So, okay, you're right. I, I, I gave my spot, but one, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. I was one time also another story, same, similar, same, similar story, similar story. I was sitting down with with another with another yid. We were in we were in a, we were waiting in in the in a, in an office in a, in a doctor's office. And what happens is another really old, old guy came in, very old guy, maybe in the 90s, and he had an aide, and he also had like one of these uh, breath, uh, like to, to breathe, like one of these, one of these, uh, how do you call, what? Oxygen. Oxygen tank, and he was coming in. And he had to get this appointment, and, 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 and the doc, and the, and the secretary says, Mr. So-and-so, screaming like, you know, screaming, he says, so-and-so, your appointment's at 4 p.m., you know, and he came, he came, he came at like 10 a.m. He's like, it's in six hours. I was like, oh my. I'm telling you, this guy got up, this other Jewish guy got up, and he was a great, he was on the spot. He says, ma'am, I'll take the 4 p.m. appointment, give him my appointment, my, my, I'm next, give him my, my thing. They were, they were, they were, wow, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. And I, I got this guy's number. And I called this guy after, like after he went at 4.35. I said, what happened after? You don't understand? Usually you go into the doctor's office. You have to wait an hour till you get in. I went there at 4 p.m. Said, sir, you're in right now. I'm like, oh, no. They said they loved what I did. They, they couldn't they couldn't believe it. It's, like, it, it. it's amazing because this doctor happens to be, this is like, a, you have to wait six months to get the appointment. And yeah, it's like a whole big shtick. You know, they have it like, the, the top doctor, they have, to, hey, no, they have to do it. It's part of the shtick, part of the zah. But that's what it was. And that's what it is. And what happened? The whole secretary and the whole place is going crazy. All, and, and, and guess what? You feel good. I was just Mekadesh Shem Shamayim. This is what Moshe been was teaching us. Because we just okay to have, to have these lessons and uh, remember them. And when it comes up, we should fulfill them. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.